Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. This is Don Abbey, and this story is entitled The Garbage Trip. The garbage was piling up, and there was certainly no bin to roll out to the curb. In fact, I can't tell you where the nearest curb might be. We were in the middle of an orchard, and a narrow rock and mud path straddled or paralleled a drainage ditch for 400 meters up the hill, past and around other houses, to the single road that led through the village. Fortunately, the apple cores and peelings and other biodegradable material could be put out for the cows in the orchard. However, even missionaries generate things that they can't use and have to be discarded, so Christian began collecting these into discarded sand and cement bags left over from recent construction. One of my domestic roles is that of chief garbage collector and recycler, so I volunteered to help. There were no black plastic garbage bags in this village, and in fact, in this part of India, all plastic bags are banned, which is a huge blessing. Purchasing vegetables means that they come wrapped in newspaper Other items can be stored in your backpack and basket. Why do we generate so much extraneous packaging material? After Christian and I finished collecting all the garbage, including some materials left over from the construction, we headed up the path in the darkening evening. Christian informed me that we would carry the garbage to the far end of the village, where a collection site had recently been constructed. Well, this shouldn't take long, I thought, since it was only about one kilometer to the collection site and we would be back home before it got completely dark. Little did I understand the Indian dynamic of walking through a village. After we returned home around an hour and a half later, I reflected on the real significance of our garbage trip. First, we stopped at a small shop near where our path emerged onto the road. Christian greeted the owners there and introduced me and then spent about 15 minutes chatting in Hindi with the shopkeepers while I examined the shop's inventory. There were a few superfluous items designed for the next spring's garbage sale in that shop. We proceeded two or three shops up the road and repeated the introductions and visited with those shopkeepers along with several customers who came along. Along the street, almost everyone greeted Christian, and time was taken in communication with them as well. After disposing of the garbage, we stopped beside a little tent, where three itinerant blacksmiths were camped and were cooking their evening doll on the charcoal fire of their forge. They were from a neighboring state and were making simple hoes and axes to sell, and I assume they would also repair tools for the local residents. As we walked back home in the dark, we stopped at a couple of other shops, and then Christian took me past a pharmacy to introduce me to a friend. We then turned on our torches and made our way back down the twisting path as the cold of the night settled over the orchard. How do you spend time building relationships and trust with people? Maybe you need to revise how you take out the garbage. In Christian's heart, there's a genuine love for his people. In December of 2017, we made a trip to a creative access country, and I want to talk about connections that were formed. So. This story will just title Connections. A 12-hour trip on a local bus in a creative access country provides many rich opportunities for cultural immersion. 
I love seeing how the local people interact and adapt to the uncertainties and the challenges of this type of travel. We boarded the 8 a.m. bus in the capital city and spent the next 50 minutes covering all of three kilometers as the conductor and the driver stopped at every conceivable place to solicit more passengers. I thought we'd never get out of the city. A motorcycle was tied on top along with various and sundry luggage. I don't remember if there were crates of ducks on this trip, but there certainly has been in the past. Long ago, we've learned to minimize our luggage so we can generally get everything inside the bus. Much better there than on top with the motorcycles and the ducks. We also had a stash of local oranges and some crackers to sustain us through the trip. Did I say we were expecting to be on this bus for 12 hours? That is really a definition of eternity. As we headed south through the verdant green countryside, we were glad to be traveling during the rainy season. The cool mists rising from the forested mountains to the east provided a welcome respite from the usual polluted air in the cities that we so often frequent. Our career missionaries greeted us at the bus terminal and graciously provided us with a comfortable guest room at our local project site. On this trip, we were traveling with Paul Massey since we were in the handover phase of this project to Paul and Hannah for their care and support. And it's a real relief and blessing to us to know that another couple are coming in to take over the projects that we've been working with in the past five years. That evening and much of the next day was taken up in an in-depth interview with one of our short-term missionaries. She's considering becoming a career missionary. It's always an incredible blessing when short-term missionaries have caught the vision and the needs of unreached people. It's wonderful to see their love for the people translate into long-term commitments to serve as career missionaries. And it's wonderful to see how the Holy Spirit gives them the ability to learn the language, and to just come to love and understand the people that they're working with. That evening was Friday, and we had the privilege of participating in Vespers with the local team. Each week, the local team invites their students and any interested friends to share in a fellowship time involving a simple meal, interactive games, opportunities for social interaction, and spiritual sharing. In addition to our local team, about 20 local young adults showed up. There were some very creative games focusing on learning English in the context of simple scripture stories. Many come to enhance their opportunities for interaction with native English speakers. I was privileged to connect with two young professional women who were employed in a local development bank. These women had previously been students at our English language school there, but now just came on Friday evenings when they had the opportunity and when they were in town because they treasured the opportunity to interact with and learn English and interact with the local team there. And I explored the aspirations and the interests of these two young women. Uh, it was fascinating for me to realize that although they were well-established professionally, they were still searching 
spiritually. They were still searching in terms of where their lives would head, just as many of us are. And it took me back to my time in, in the college teaching environment where I could sit down with and explore the aspirations and the visions of my students and just ask them what their goals are and where they wanted to be. And in this case, it was interesting to, for me to think about this in the context of what God had for them. In their Buddhist mindset, God is a very external and peripheral influence. It shapes their culture, but doesn't really affect their local lives, local daily lives in, in significant ways. As I reflect on this, I recognize that my opportunities to interact with these two young women would, would not occur again, but that's where we pray for individuals like the young woman we just interviewed who was interested in, in serving as a career missionary in this area and the opportunities that she may have to influence these women to recognize their need to bring God into the center of their lives is immense. And they're searching, they're open, they're interested. They just need someone to spend time with them, to care about them, to share with them the blessings that come with an understanding of a personal God who has provided for all of our needs for the future and for the present. We have hope, we have joy, we have purpose, and we have the privilege of sharing that with those we interact with. And I pray that each of you will focus on the opportunities God gives you to share that hope, purpose, joy, and love with those you interact with as well. In my interactions with these two women, I ask a lot of questions. I ask them about the time they spend as students at our school and what was their experience like? Um, they're a little older than the average student that comes. You know, what is it like for them to come into an environment where they're studying English with a group of younger individuals? Where are they currently working? And what is it they do? They told me that they were, they did a lot of travel. So then uh, I'm always interested in the geography and the different places in a country. So then I ask them about what cities do they travel or what areas of the country do they go to? What do they do when they're there? How do they interact with people when they're there? And so it's it's just an opportunity to, to learn and explore. And it's always easy to have a conversation when a person is talking about something they're familiar with and you're simply exploring their familiarity with that and asking them to describe it for you. So that's the approach I take when I interact with people, and I, I really quite enjoy it. Earlier that day, Janelle and I had gone into one of the classrooms and uh, spent time talking to the students there. Now, I can be quite a disruption when I enter a classroom. I probably was when I was back in grade 7 as well. Uh, but I was just really interested in the students, and so the uh, teacher gave me some time to, to ask questions, and I asked them what they knew about Canada, because Janelle and I are from Canada, and I wanted to know, do they know anything about this country? Well, not much. And so the next thing I can do is draw a map on the board. And so I create the map, and I tell them about the size of Canada relative to the size of the country that they're living in. And it really is quite amazing. Canada is 8,000 kilometers across, and the country that they're living in 
is probably about 500 kilometers across. So it's really quite amazing for them to come to terms with other parts of the world. And then I ask them, well, what do they know about the people there? Well, little or nothing. And so you can ask them, what are the opportunities that you might have to interact with people that come from different countries? And what are the nature of those interactions? Can you, do you have enough English now to be able to ask them questions and learn about where they're from and what they're doing, just as they're very, very interested in where you're from and what you're doing? So we actually had a lot of time. I told them that I would come back the next day and give them a quiz, but uh, we weren't able to do that. But it always tends to get students' attention when they, they have some accountability and think about that. And then it's, it's neat to uh, ask them to talk about themselves. What are they doing when they're not here at our English school? Are they attending another school? Do they have another job? Uh, what is that job and what's it like? Do they enjoy it? What kinds of opportunities do they have to learn about people in that environment? So it's just beautiful to be able to travel to places, to meet new people, to learn about them, and to explore their aspirations and their ideas and what it is that uh, they hope to do in the future. When Janelle and I travel like this, we typically don't have extended opportunities for further connections with people. And it's a challenge for us to know that their real needs are in the spiritual realm and how to bring the spiritual element into a conversation is something that the Holy Spirit provides and guides us in, but we also are, are very thankful for career missionaries in these areas that can follow up with these people and have those, those significant heart-to-heart -heart communications as they develop the relationship into the future. We hope you've enjoyed this story. Why not reach out to us at afmonline.org and follow the prompts to learn more about our missionaries and how you can support their work. Thank you for listening. God bless.